Hello everyone, I'm Josh Oakes, and today we're talking about managing your students' video game use. We have an absolute expert here with us today, but before we get started, I wanna to talk to you about the ways you can keep your kids safe. You know, you're listening to us or watching us all over the world on smartsocial.com's podcast because this device, an Apple, an iPhone, or an Android, is something your child might be begging for at a young age. They may be making you feel like you're the worst parent in the whole world because at the age, the ripe old age of 11 years old that your child might be begging for this, they say that all of their other friends have one. Or maybe they say, I want more screen time, or I wanna to go to bed with it, or I want more time on Fortnite, or any of the other video game systems out there. And maybe you're just pressured with the wisdom that you have as an adult, because you've seen a lot, asking yourself, what should I do? How do I say no without an argument? How, what should I do to protect my child, but also not work against them? How can I be a good parent, but not always have them angry with me? If any of those resonate and you feel like, wow, this is what I'm going through, then today is the day for you. I have Dr. Mike Bishop here with me today. He's an incredible person that is running not only, uh, with, he's going to tell you a little bit more about what he does, but he has worked with students helping them manage their time and perhaps some addiction that comes with these devices. Now, before you get started and you think my kid is not addicted to their phone or video games, I would argue that most adults and most students, including myself, are addicted to these devices. You see, these devices, and once again, am I licensed in any formal way? No, but I get to speak to more people than most any public speakers in the country. Hundreds of thousands of people over the last few years. I would argue that these devices are probably more addictive or as addictive as alcohol and cigarettes and just about anything else because they are gamified. They get smarter and smarter and they know what we're looking for. They affect our sleep, they affect our judgment, they affect everything. So bear with us and hang out with us because I have an absolute expert today with us. Dr. Bishop, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh, uh, thanks for having me back. Okay, Dr. Bishop, Dr. Bishop, tell us, I'm gonna call you Mike going forward because we're friends. Oh, please do, please do, All Josh. Right. So, yeah, I like to be respectful of those fancy letters you have after your name and then going forward. Uh, we're just two people here to protect people. So tell us what your license is in and then tell us what Summerland and the organization that you work with does. Sure, well, uh, my specialty is uh, clinical psychology. Uh, I've also studied neuropsychology, so I have a postdoctoral uh, certification in neuropsychology as well. My interest is really in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and behavior change through self-regulation and systematic self-monitoring. Mm -hmm. uh, and so really got into this line of work because I was an executive director of a program that looked at uh, ways to solve the teen obesity crisis back in the early 2000s when that was um, you know, kind of the main public health concern. And we looked at ways uh, where in individuals, teens uh, could look at their relationship with food and uh, start tracking uh, what they eat. And, uh, you know, the I think the similarity here is that with 
technology and electronics, much like food, this is something you can't just give up. It's not practical for teenagers nowadays to not have a cell phone or to not have computer access, internet access. Uh, but as parents, we need to be mindful that, you know, the screen has more face-to-face -face time with your child than you do. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're the first generation of parents. I have two teenagers myself. Mm -hmm. And so I'm part of this first generation of, of parents that are uh, trying to navigate this whole online world with their child and set up appropriate boundaries. And, you know, what age do we give a child a cell phone? What age do we give them uh, an iPad or a computer? And what limits do, do we set? I think we're going to look back at this years from now and say, gosh, can you believe that, uh, you know, we used to give five-year-olds iPads? <laughs> you know, what were we thinking? It, it's, it's sort of uh, equivalent to, uh, you know, our knowledge of smoking maybe in the 30s or 40s. Like yeah. we, we knew it wasn't good for you, certainly, but you'd see doctors advertising cigarettes and, you know, we, you don't see doctors advertising cigarettes anymore. The, our knowledge has changed and we're, and so we're, uh, we're really at, the, at the, the forefront. I mean, if you think about it today, so I have a, uh, a son that's going to be a junior uh, in, in uh, a high school. He's never known a world without the internet. Yep. Unlike us parents, and I'm assuming it's mostly parents watching this podcast. Yeah. You know, we can remember getting those AOL discs in the mail and that, you know, disconnecting your phone and plugging your computer in. And, hours for free, AOL, right. online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you can't talk on the home phone while you're right. on AOL. I mean, those, that's right. It's silly, right? I, yeah. I agree with you. Now, everybody that's listening to this, they know that a couple things. One, I drink all my own Kool-Aid. So I have taken a social right. media uh, digital vacation or a detox, whatever you want to call it, yeah. because we have to That's really great. get in the mindset of, and this is as a mild-mannered mild bozo that I am, I realize that I'm less happy, Mike, when I'm on this a lot. So I take a detox and you know, Mike, I, I bought a house and I remodel it. So we, just like your students, everybody that's listening to this has to find that activity that brings them happiness, that makes them yep. know who they are. For me, it's power tools and remodeling and people. Yeah. And these devices keep me from all of that. So what we're about to share with you parents are parental tips that you can use. I'm gonna share my screen with everybody so you can, you can get Mike's tips directly. Uh, managing yep. video game use successfully. Tips for parents of kids. Really, it could be zero to 25, but we're going to hone in on everybody that's listening right now. If you have a kid eight to 18, this is for you. Okay, Mike, dive into tip number one. Talk to us sure. about what this is. Yeah, so this is based on the assumption. And by the way, this is part of a uh, guide that we give to families that attend uh, Camp Pocono Trails, which mm -hmm. is a premier uh, health and fitness camp located in the Poconos. Mm -hmm. And I'm over the uh, uh, digital habit uh, track there. And we work with kids that are uh, experiencing some health problems uh, because of uh, their technology overuse. So you can see the, the break the internet habit there uh, section. So we, we feel this is this is all part of uh, staying healthy uh, today. 
is managing your uh, online use. Uh, so if we go back to the, um, uh, the guide, uh, when campers come home, we have them complete a behavior contract. Now, uh, you can really find a behavior contract uh, anywhere online. Uh, we can link one to this podcast. Uh, but the bottom line is your contract needs to be an agreement. You know, contract is really a marriage between two parties and it can't be one-sided. So a contract can't be, you know, just the parents setting rules. Yeah. You know, you will do X, Y, and Z or else it's got, it's got to be, you know, because we love you so much and we want to support you. And so essentially we do this after uh, the, the child's been detoxed at camp. And, and uh, so what you're, uh, what I'm hearing from you is, and, and by the way, everybody that's listening to this right now, I'm going to foreshadow Mike is going to work with us on building a product that at your own pace, you can learn from a lot of the stuff that he has developed over the years. So we are sharing with you the very end of this, the parent tips after yeah. a student has gone through the program, the camp journaled really gotten a bit of the dev the device use out of them, struggled. Now this is kind of aftercare, if you will. That's a term that you right. taught me. So the assumption is your student has a behavioral contract uh, mm -hmm. and that you've filled that out. Now once yeah, you have that behavioral contract, go ahead. Yeah, and our job at camp is to get them to uh, a point where they're ready to do this, where they've seen – okay, you know, I've done two weeks of camp. I've been screen-free. I've been without my cell phone uh, for two weeks. I've been without my Xbox for two weeks. I can live without it, you know, it, and I've developed some other interests. And, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to not jump back into that, that you know, constant cycle of uh, I feel depressed. I feel lonely. Oh, I'll jump on my game system. Uh, okay, I feel better. You know, but then, you know. The, yeah, and, the and riding a real motorcycle at – a program like yours or dirt bi uh, bicycles yeah. can be really fun. And I get an adrenaline rush like I do in video games, but I'm actually meeting sure. people. Right. And I yeah. feel better about my body. And so you're, you're so, putting that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So let me, uh, I know we're limited on time. So let me just run through these uh, tips and tricks really, really quick. So the first one is if your child gets off track, is the, we're talking about the difference of cueing versus nagging. And so it is our knee-jerk reaction as a parent, and myself included, every parent out there has nagged, has nagged at their child. You know, uh, uh, and I've talked to parents, to, you know, across the country, and I can't tell you how many have admitted, oh, yeah, I've done that. You know, I've, I've taken the Xbox and thrown it in the garbage. And then an hour later, felt so guilty about it and taking it back out of the garbage. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it, you know, it's kind of like goes along the lines of, uh, um, you know, I, I, let me use this as an example. I, uh, I, I was um, uh, going into the post office the other day, and there was this uh, mom with her, with her toddler outside, and, and the, the, the police station was right next to the post office. And the mom kept saying, uh, quit doing that, quit doing that, sit down. I'm going to take you over to the police station over there if you don't stop. And so I went into the post office, I waited in line forever, got, got my business done. I came back out, and the kid was still goofing off. And the mom was, she was nagging. 
quit doing that. I'm going to take you to the police station. And, I, and I, I so much wanted to turn to her and say, you know, he's still doing that because you're, you're nagging him and he knows you're not going to do it. So, so don't do, don't say things that you're not going to follow up through with because your kids know that, yeah. you know, they're smarter than you think. And so every time that you nag, you say, that's it. You're never going to have a digital device until you're in college. They know that's not, you're not going to do that. So, so my advice is to cue and to not nag, is to not do that knee jerk response that, you know, I'm going to, that's it. I'm going to throw your, thousand dollar iphone in the trash because i mean come on you probably paid for it as a parent. you're not going to throw it in the trash and keep it there so yeah. what i like so i give the example of uh parent comes home uh they see that the, this one is a boy he's on his video games he's not uh you know they were supposed to uh in this example they were supposed to make dinner together they were going to make a pizza dad came home late you know, uh, 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 obviously the child's mad uh, at the parent for, for a reason. And so the, the parent looks at the child and says, I kind of tell a story when I, when I uh, present this one, we do, a, we do a, um, an actual skit here. Uh, but the parent then says, uh, you know, in other words, he doesn't, he doesn't nag the, the, the boy. He cues them. He says, listen, I see you're upset. You know that this is not your playtime per our contract. Mm -hmm. I am sorry that I'm late. I tell you what, let's take a break here. I'm going to go. I'm going to change out of my tie, get out of my work clothes. Uh, if you want to meet me in the kitchen in 15 minutes, let's see if we can have a good evening and start over. And so what you're doing is you're giving – you're instead of just jerking the device out of their hands and, and yelling and going on a tirade, you're giving them an opportunity to self-correct. Yeah. And, and, and what's also helpful here is then to give that positive reinforcement of, Hey, I, re I really liked how you were able to come back from that. Yeah. You, 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 you put your device away. You did the right thing. I'm proud of you because ultimately what we're doing is parents is we got to get out of this mode of policing our kids that, you know, cause if all you're doing is policing and nagging, mm -hmm. how likely is it that when your child reaches independence, whether that's college or the military or just getting a job and having an apartment, you know, how likely are they going to succeed if all they've gotten through their entire childhood is nagging? Yeah. Um, you know, so, so this, so cueing gives the child the opportunity to self-correct. And everybody that's listening to this, I'm just going to read what you had here. If you don't mind, son, sure. I see you're playing your games and you know that you are well beyond your time allowed to play. I'm going to make a healthy snack in the kitchen, then maybe take a walk. I'd like for you to join me on our walk. Perhaps we can discuss your decision to keep playing and see if we can help you set up some better boundaries around your games. When you're ready, please turn off your game and join me in the kitchen. I'm not angry at you. I want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. So that's cueing versus nagging. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, so a couple more. I'm just going to run through these uh, tips here. One is to create screen-free rooms uh, in your house uh, and also screen-free times in your house. Uh, so I'm a firm believer, and there's a lot of research about families that eat together, families that have some you know, communal time 
uh, uh, each day uh, tend to tend to, to do better uh, in terms of their kids' behavior. Yeah. Um, you know, taking interest. So what happened? Uh, you know, at school today. Well, tell me about it. Did you know? So who are your friends? You know, what are their names? You know, actually taking an interest of of, uh, of what uh, happened and making it a screen free. Uh, uh, time and then also screen free rooms and then the parents should respect that the, those two uh, along the same lines as the next tip have a screen free room uh, y your child's bedroom should be screen free uh, there's a lot of research that supports the idea that uh, it, it's it's an increased risk for obesity and video game addiction um, that uh, kids who have, uh, and, and this, a lot of the research is on television. And if you think about video games that are more engaging, they're more, kids spend more time on them versus watching television, mm -hmm. uh, your child's bedroom should absolutely be screen free. And I know that's hard for a lot of parents to, to hear and, and you know, they, they well, gosh, if I don't have a TV in my kid's room, then they're gonna be, you know, out talking to me and bothering me. <laughs> well, you know, perhaps that's that's one of the well the, the roots of the issue. Let me give you another reason. You know, we're yeah. the leaders in creating app guides, three minute video guides on the worst apps, so that parents can get ahead of their kids and know what the anonymous apps are. So, not yes. only are you talking about helping to reduce obesity in students by increasing their sleep patterns, but also something you're not hinting at that I know you are, we are aligned with predators are molding yes. children late at night, like do this and do this and do this. And the FOMO, the fear of missing out, depression, anxiety that comes from these anonymous apps that your students are more inclined to get that information and that feeling that rush when they're on these bad apps, when your parents aren't around. So I couldn't agree more, but there's so there's, there's other layers as well that we're seeing, that are blown yeah. away. And there, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, I, I, I think what we should do is, um, you know, uh, as part of uh, our uh, our project here, uh, I want to provide all this information to parents. I want to give them all the tips and tricks that we have, and uh, you know, also give them a um, uh, a, a copy of a uh, 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 not only the parent guide but also things like. Uh, a behavioral contract, uh, a, a, a journal where where kids can start uh, journaling their screen time, uh, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a lot that parents can do uh, to be uh, to be more proactive. Uh, okay, what's what's your next tip? Uh, well, let's see. We talked about the the bedroom media. Uh, so, if you want to scroll down, uh, we we've got. Uh, uh, so some of these are just kind of uh, common sense uh, replacement activities. Uh, I, I tend to be a big believer in, in doing, uh, so if you're going to replace screen time, so uh, so what's the opposite of being alone, not socializing, staring at a screen? It would be being with other people, <laughs> socializing, interacting. So doing a, you know, a family game night where you actually do board games, uh, card games, uh, things like that. I mean, you can even, um, uh, my, uh, I'll give you an example, my son and uh, 
we like to we we go to the gym together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we you know we do yard work together. We we you know any opportunity I have where I can include one of my teenagers, uh, I absolutely do that. Uh, another one is to have a step contest. So uh, everyone has a, uh, a pedometer, or you can use a Fitbit, one of these Garmin devices, uh, and then and then connect that to something uh, a family chore. And uh, so uh, I think one that makes sense is helping out clear the evening meal because um, you know that that takes a lot of activity, and you're burning calories when you're doing it, and it's also a good motivation. So I know that's one of my for my teenagers, that's their least favorite chore is they'll do any other chore except, you know, wash the dishes. So, yeah. Yeah. So. That's great. So step contest being, um, who's, who's winning at the steps today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, just I a couple of competition towards, yeah, getting out there. It also probably opens the student up to dialogue more around the dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going back to the, the first example is that when you do have to intervene, explain to your child why, uh, that you had to intervene. So, on that cueing versus nagging, if you end up having to take the child's Xbox, so let's say you cued them and they didn't come meet with you, they stayed on on their device. Okay, I'm we're 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 gonna I'm gonna have to intervene here because you know you 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 signed a contract and we have to stick with the contract just as uh, I would have to do if you stayed within your contract and even though we might've had a bad interaction or mm-hmm. I'm not feeling well or whatever, I still have to honor my side, just like you have to honor your side because we agreed on this. So explain why they have to, why you have to do it and to have them repeat it back. Okay. Now explain to me why I have to do this. And so having them kind of internalize it. And, and for, for me in my house, we're really big on, not blaming others. And so uh, I actually have an easel, a dry erase board up. And anytime I hear one of my kids blame another, blame their, their brother or their sister or, or me or their mom for something, they have to write it down. Mm. They have to write it down because the, especially teenagers, you know, they're, you know, well, why did you, you know, uh, forget your homework? Oh, because my sister was bothering me before. Oh, really? Okay, well, let's write that on the board. Sounds like you're blaming somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, it was your responsibility. Excuses, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So the last three we have, one is buy buy your child any supportive tools they need. Uh, One thing we can link to is that, so what works well at my house is uh, my spouse is is a teacher, Mm-hmm. And so we, we have a lot of, uh, like, like the dry erase board, we, we have a lot of uh, um, tools that teachers use. And one of the things that we use for tracking video game time is we have this huge digital timer that counts down. I mean, it's like literally this big. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a magnet in the Lakeshore Learning sells it. And, and you could, I'm, there's uh, not to promote Lakeshore Learning's products, yeah. but there, I'm sure there's other ones. But it, it's, uh, uh, magnetic and it goes on the refrigerator, which is generally the center of your house, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can easily set it to increments and boy, when that thing goes off, you, you want to get up and stop it because <laughs> it's, it, it's the most annoying high pitched beep. Uh, so that's an easy way to track it. And also the child from their video Amazon game for not that expensive. Everybody that's watching right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Any one of these timers uh, uh, would, would work. Uh, and the, but somewhere in the center of the house, so not only the parent knows, uh, but the child knows too. They can look over and see how much time they have left. Yeah. Uh, because we want to get out of that excuse. Mom, I can't quit my game now. I'm playing with a team. Yeah. And the team is my friends at school. They're going to get mad at me if I drop out. If they have a timer, they can say, oh, guys – uh, I can't join you this next game. I only have five minutes left. Yeah. So I have to, I have to drop out now. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- this one is part of, you know, that concept of explain having the child explain why you have to do something. Yeah. So have your child explain to others, grandparents, friends, neighbors, how they're managing their screen time, reflect. Uh, you can then reflect how proud you are of them, how, how this is the new you, you've come so far. What you're doing is you're helping them to craft a new identity, mm. uh, getting them to verbalize why they're doing it and how they're doing it, uh, and rewarding, giving them some po- some unconditional positive regard for that and some positive feedback. Um, it, last tip is encourage your child. Uh, so this is for our, our campers. Uh, it, it, and, and you don't necessarily have to send your child to uh, Camp Pocono Trails uh, to do this, but seek mentorship opportunities is what this one is about. So here I say, have your child return to camp as a counselor in training so they can have additional practice by teaching others. You can do that through your local church, synagogue, whatever your, uh, your, your, your community center uh, you know, uh, possibly even your, your, your public high school mm-hmm. is to have them mentor other kids so they can, uh, you know, further have that practice of this is who I am. If you're, if your school has a tutoring center, for example, even to do that and to have them, you know, help, uh, other kids understand, you know, this really comes down to managing your time mm-hmm. here and, and devoting the proper amount of time to studying and, you know, I do, my breakthrough was when I started journaling and I realized how much time I was spending playing games and, and I or on social media and I realized, yeah, I need to get control of this. Uh, I love it. Um, I want to thank you today for, for your time, Mike, because this is great. I want to walk everybody through just a couple ideas they can use for free. We have a popular teen app guide at smartsocial.com that's 100% free, 11,000 something shares, but it talks about the green zone, which is not a safe area. It's a starting point when your child is over 13 years old to get them introduced to developing a positive online reputation because you know we believe in shining online, using these devices as with a purpose instead of a pastime. The gray zone apps are full of messaging and you need to be a little careful. That's where Snapchat lives. I'm not saying Snapchat is terrible, but it provides a lot of a lot of addiction, a lot of FOMO, a lot of just glued to that screen and private disappearing messages. The red zone, if you scroll down there, that's full of what we call the downside vastly outweighing the upside, meaning there are predators, there's anonymous behavior there. We have app guides that detail why anonymous behavior, what that leads to, how it hurts a child, and how they actually have less friends in the long run. And the great way to explain to kids, hey, you want to be more social. You want to be more, have more friends. 
the anonymous apps will actually make you less popular at school because they, you're not tying it to your real identity. And then we have the dangerous social media challenges, which you've heard of these, the blue whale challenge, the Momo challenge, the deodorant challenge, Slenderman, Shell On, Tide Pod challenge, all these challenges that even though some of them are hoaxes, they are a great opportunity to start and open a dialogue with your child because we have found that as soon as something new at school is, is out, if a parent has talked to a kid about it already, the kid goes, oh, yeah, my mom already told me about that. It's less cool for them to taste test the cigarettes if you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I already know about it. Eh, yeah, you know, and, sit, and that might be different for every family, but our goal is to bring parents up to speed. Completely free resource. We also have a 20-minute free webinar that brings you from start to finish that has been used by thousands of people to bring them up to speed on how to talk to their kids about social media. The dangers, we give it all away in this free guide and it helps people all over the world. And we have one more thing, we have this mentorship program. We believe that every student in high school should have their own portfolio which turns into a website. We have a social media plan that plans out your student's message, creates a college-friendly footprint, and also teaches them how to use their social media to brand themselves in a positive way. Your social media is your new resume, and that's because colleges are Googling kids, and a, a, about 60 to 80% of colleges will admit to it, but we believe that it's more than 90%. We have students all over the country, and superintendents, and principals, and teachers who are putting this as a curriculum, teaching every middle schooler how to create a private portfolio, that then they know what activities they're known for. They figure out, wow, I am known for my music and I'm volunteering. I had never even thought about how good I am. And all of a sudden, as Mike has hinted here, the student has a self-awareness about their identity. Good things that if something bad ever happened and they had a student offer them the digital drug of an anonymous app, they go, no, 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 no. I have a plan and a dream and a future for college. So I will stop. Uh, I will stop talking right now, but we really want you to think about how to build a positive online brand for your students and really get your kids thinking as though they are that Disney brand, that product, whatever they want to be known for. How do we brand them so every college internship and employer goes, wow, I have this application that's two-dimensional. I Googled this student and I found a three-dimensional vibrant version of who the student is that is pretty congruent and even goes into more depth and detail. How do we get this person in for a first round interview and talk to them more about these skills that they're highlighting on their website? That's our dream for you. Mike, th thank you so much for being a part of this here today. I want to give you last word. What do you tell a parent who's struggling right now? What do you tell them? How do you give them confidence on what to do? Well, uh, obviously you, you have uh, a lot of great information on your website. Uh, when I work with parents, the one thing that is uh, that is universal uh, is I have them start by tracking the child's screen time mm. and, and, and well, the, by, the, by having the child track their screen time. Mm -hmm. uh, so in other words, um, you know, it, any, and if you think about it, any major behavior change program, and let's just let's use the example of weight loss, whether it's Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers, or Nutrisystem, or whatever it is, they all they they all make you count something. Mm -hmm. Whether it's calories, whether it's you know Atkins as you count carbs, whether it's you know counting sugar or fat grams, 
uh, they all have you count something. And there's actually research out there that shows us just, just, just by tracking behavior, behavior change, behavior, behavior change is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, just by having people write down what they eat and not giving them any limitations mm -hmm. of whether it's chocolate cake or, 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 you know, fruit and vegetables that just the behavior of tracking it will improve uh, behavior. So just having that self-awareness that, you know, tracking, Oh my gosh, I've, I've played 40 hours worth of video games this week. Uh, th that that's, a, that's a good starting place. I went to Costco this week. I got a 10 pack of my favorite parents. This isn't a promotion. I don't get anything for free. I wish I got everything for free. It's a 10 or it's a $20. I got a 10 pack or whatever, six or eight pack of the best. My favorite thing. And it's a start for tracking because if your yep. kids don't have this, if your kids aren't writing things down, ask the world's best achievers. They're writing things down. Even if it's mood or problems, they get it out of their head and onto here I love what you're hinting at because if we track, then we can measure. And if we measure, we can improve. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Dr. Bishop, I'm thankful to have you as a friend and even more thankful that you're helping us protect people. Everybody that's listening right now, if you've enjoyed this, please rate, subscribe, and review no matter where you're at. Uh, smartsocial.com is here to help. You're going to see uh, Mike Bishop on our website more and more over the months to come. We're going to develop a product. What you saw today was one page, a page and a half, of what he's developed over the last several, several years, working with thousands of students, and they vary. So don't think, oh, my student isn't addicted. Yes, they may be perfect, but we want to protect them. And what we do is we give you a vocabulary to know what that looks like, and you can share that with your student. We want you to know ahead of time what the sugar is versus the vegetables and how to have moderate to, to have a little bit of ice cream here and there, right? That's one of my problems. I love ice cream. So <laughs> I need to move into moderation and that's what we've been working on. And this really is the sugar of life that we are all dealing with. Once again, Mike, thank you for your time today. For everybody else listening, remember to keep it light, bright, and polite. I have a copy of my book here somewhere, and it's because your kids are watching what you're doing online, and just at least by being a little bit more positive and being on the apps your kids are on, they will behave slightly different because they'll know that their mom and dad's wisdom exists there in that digital world as well. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode here very soon. Take care.